Too bad we blew up all the ties at that base. Well, uh, there is one left, but it's not at the base. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Look, this is serious, Seb. For Kanan. Uh, fine. What's going on? The tie we stole a while back? We, uh... We didn't exactly crash it. And by didn't exactly, you mean... We didn't crash it. We kept it. Hidden. You all knew about this? <sighs> I should be angry. I should yell at you for disobeying a direct order. But right now, I'm just grateful we got it. Uh, there's a slight problem with it. What kind of problem? Yeah, what kind of problem? Okay, well this is awful. What? It's some of my best work. It'll have to do. I thought you were supposed to be the sane one. This whole plan is as crazy as those colors. Maybe you're right. Maybe this mission doesn't make military sense, but Kanan is family. And we've all lost enough family to the Empire. So rescuing him makes sense to me. I I'm not ordering you, any of you, to come along. But you need to decide now, in or out. I'm in. I'm in. Caramast. I'm in. But what about that? Oh. oh. Hello there. It wasn't me this time. Hello. It was me this time. Ah. How are you, sir? I am I am here again this week as well. I am alive. I've survived another week. Well, that's quite the accomplishment given that we are now seven months, just over seven months into quarantine. So that's, like, that's true. I've not died of COVID yet. And yeah. to listen to, I, I don't know, whatever the new Republican Facebook is. Um, it's not real. Mm. It's all a lie. It's QAnon. Fox News conspiracy. Oh, we're going to talk about Parler tonight, are we? That's um, the one. Parler. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, I have some snarky things to talk about this week. I am excited. I, I, get, to be, <laughs> I get to be a little snarky this week. Um, hey, Snark, do we have a new president? Do we? We do. I don't. I don't know. He continue. Uh, the The current one continues to to say no. This was all. This was all rigged. In yeah. spite of in spite of four years ago, going, hey, you know, you should just resign. You should just concede because you know that's what the people wanted. Won the electoral vote. You know, can't can't believe that someone wouldn't concede. As a the entire right wing propaganda machine that is Fox News. Kept saying, I saw a wonderful, wonderful collage of their news reporting from 2016, saying, "Oh, it's just poor sports. It's just poor sports. They can't can't accept that somebody would uh somebody would elect this wonderful, wonderful overbaked Cheeto." Mm. And uh, I'm like, "Well, that didn't hold up well." <laughs> As he continues to go, "No, I'm not gonna resign. No, I will not concede." Somebody votes. Votes. That. Go ahead. That was it. Votes, votes. Uh, I need. I, they're they're all they're all there. They're they're trying to they're hiding the votes and stop counting the ones that aren't for me. Well, well. First of all, anyway, welcome. There's welcome. that. Welcome to House of Nerd. <laughs> welcome to House of Nerd. Uh, we're gonna get this part out. We we feel like we've been uh, neglecting to welcome you in the the first few minutes. We're gonna come back to the political stuff yeah, because we I have certainly a, do <laughs> a lot of things to talk about this week. Um, welcome to House of Nerd, the uh, your source for the best Star Wars Rebels slash political commentary information on the internet. Um, yeah, let's go with at, that. At least rated by two people that way. 
Um, Two so. people rate this five out of five stars, or I don't know whatever iTunes rating system is. We rate it the top top marks. I, both, I think we are... both of us, as we continue to scream to ourselves on Facebook, Discord, and Twitter. <laughs> well, Only to ourselves and the Sports Moose. Thank you, Sports Moose. Please go subscribe to him. <laughs> Well, let's get all the let's get all the fun stuff out of the way. We'll do this again at the bottom, but we're going to come back <laughs> to the political stuff. Uh, but we are on Twitter uh, at Nerds House of, and we are on Gmail, which one of us is pulling up rapidly at House of Nerds twenty twenty at Gmail dot com. I'll give um, you a hint; it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> those are the ways that you contact us, and, and start also Facebook. We are now yeah. there is now an official Facebook group that. Currently, neither of the admins nor the original creator have created any sort of like guidelines or barriers to entry. So the time is limited. You too can get into the Facebook group for for free. Um, it, it will never wow. be actually charged, but I just haven't made rules or anything yet. But you yeah. too can join our Facebook group and join us on there or Discord, which will be in the show notes because the actual link is super fucking complicated for no reason um, you so know join from the show notes yeah everything will be in the show notes we're on twitter we're on facebook we are on gmail we're on discord and you know what we aren't on what are we not on whatever that new republican one is parabas oh, or whatever it is parlor we are parlor we, we are, are not on parlor we're not on parlor no, we we have not posted this week, as I'm sure most of you have seen at least one of your friends posting some sort of goodbye message on Facebook or Facebook messaging you. <laughs> goodbye. I am leaving Facebook because of its liberal tendencies and going to parlor um, which where is no fact checking will occur. <laughs> I consent to fact checking. So we will be on Facebook. <laughs> so and, and look. I mean, we're both old enough, I feel like. I mean, I know I, I am, and you're older than me, but we're both old enough that we can remember when Facebook used to be a way that you would, like, meet people in college or you had to have, like, a WEDU. Exactly. W-E-D-U, you, you, had to, you had to be a college student to join Facebook. You couldn't just be like, oh, hey, I think I want to try out a new account on Facebook. No, you had, to, you had to legit be, like, a college student. With an EDU address to join Facebook. That's when I joined Facebook. Like, right when I joined college. It used to be this thing where, like, you know how you get those, like, here's what you were doing 10 years ago today on Facebook. Like, I get things where it's, like, me in 2004, 2005, where it's, like, Ben wants to have a drink, but he's not 21 yet. And I'm, like, yeah, Ben was a loser in 2004. But also, Facebook (laughs) used to be, like, a live journal type situation. It is. I see those, like, statuses that are, like, is sad today and i'm yeah. like because it, it used to say like it it had like a prompt for you and you would it's like anthony is and then you write what you were that day <laughs> and and i look back at it i'm like the hell was that status about like i have no idea what was i sad about that day um oh no those now, i remember i just, I just <laughs> now facebook is for your aunt your third cousin you're the guy you had one history class with in high school to tell you how math isn't real because (laughs) tweet their racist opinions at you (laughs) some votes should count some shouldn't some people should never get to vote again some should get to vote four times and here in georgia we should probably just eliminate all of atlanta's votes oh my god 
God. Because, well, you know, they're probably fake because they actually, there's one, one hero actually registering people and trying to help people get registered to vote, to have their voice heard instead of just being, you know, shut out into the desert. Kind of like, kind of like we're doing, just screaming into the void. And look, to, to be clear, these are our political views. Uh, we don't, we don't, we don't discount the political views of anyone who may disagree with us. We disagree at times on certain yeah. things. Um, but to, to be clear, this is our platform and we have chosen to express the fact that we believe that science is real and that voting, <laughs> voting does involve math and math is a thing. And frankly, I, I believe think, in rational discourse. Yeah. Let's, let's put it that way. <laughs> So I think it's, I, I'm, I'm not really for either candidate, but I believe in rational discourse and the one that makes more sense. I'm going to go with that one. And if you have rational things to say about the other side, hey, cool. I still haven't heard them. It, it's been years and I keep asking, what's the rational discourse for why you want a failed reality star con man to run your country? I haven't heard a rational reason yet. Well, in his own words, things. In his own words, he might have to leave the country if he loses. Because Mm. how could he be living in America, having lost to the worst presidential candidate of all time? And I'm like, that and all of the, you know, criminal litigation that's pending that he's been avoiding with, you know, the whole presidential pardon stuff. Not not pardon. What's the what's the word? Immunity. There immunity. it is. Yeah, the yeah. presidential immunity to prosecution that now get fucked. <laughs> I wonder how that's going to work. Get fucked. Because I don't see pre- President-elect Biden handing out pardons like Pez. Um, I, I don't either. Certainly not to white supremacists. Well, like like uh, a, a president of the, let's say, four previous years. Well, it's funny that you should bring up white supremacy and... and uh, <laughs> I, I, I am going to call it, though, if for some reason our our current lame duck president decides that he's going to start spilling American secrets, I have a sneaking suspicion that there's going to be a quiet guilty verdict and someone's going to end up uh, joining Jeffrey. Well, um, I'm, I'm going to call it. I don't think even he is, I think I saw a tweet today and now again, this is Twitter. So who knows if it's true or not, but I saw where I think it's his son-in-law, Jeffrey Kushner, or is it, is it Kushner? Jerry Jerry. Kushner was, he has now said that he's willing to, he's willing to step down um, under certain, you know, certain, what is it? Certain things. The last thing I read was that he was encouraging him to step down. like, dude, like, come on, man. Come Jared, on, Jared and Ivanka. I mean, strike me truly as like social climbers, and regardless of <laughs> they, they see the they see the dad, ship sinking. Yeah, I like I, we got to find a lifeboat. I can see them. I can totally see them saying, "Hey, uh, you know, Donald," because I don't really mm-hmm. feel like anybody in that family calls him dad. Um, mm, yeah, I, I no, well, see... <laughs> I can see him wanting his daughter to call him daddy. You know, based on based on things that he said before, like, you know, if she wasn't I, my daughter, I'd have sex with her. Like what? <laughs> Who says that? Oh man, 
And th- those of you getting ready to hopefully tweet us, for the love of God, tweet us. <laughs> that happened. Like, oh my God. Like, that actually happened. You know, it was like, she's really pretty. I, if she wasn't my daughter, I would be attracted to her. You know, oh I, my God. I feel almost this frenetic energy like tonight while we're recording. And, to, and just for context, we're recording this. Uh, today is Tuesday. Um, what is today's date? Tuesday. H O A D. Tuesday, November 10th. <laughs> um, so we finally got a, a notification um, that, or we got told that some states had decided that, that they had seen enough votes <laughs> to um, elect a, a president elect or to predict a president elect. Um, but there's this frenetic energy. In spite play. of all of those court cases that are being rapidly thrown out for zero evidence whatsoever. Or for evidence submitted on post-it notes. See, that's that's my point exactly. Or the there, non-zero number of evidence. There's been so much that has happened in this country <laughs> since last Tuesday. We just <sighs> ele- today. It is one week. Like literally last Tuesday, we were sitting down, going, "Oh, I hope we have a new president tomorrow." Hey, giving or- giving updates like on on what was going on. Like, oh man, hey, they just uh, the the lead narrowed in Georgia and Pennsylvania, and then was rapidly overtaken because that's how math works. That's how numbers work. That's that's I the will- that's the main problem when you tell your entire voter base that this type of this type of voting that I actually do personally myself. Um, and that's how I, how I voted in, in Florida, AKA the Trumpster says it's all fake. It doesn't work. And it's a lie. Only come on the that's, day of voting. Yeah. Only come on the day of voting. And your voter base is also above the age of 80. Where the hell are they going? Like he's already tried to kill off a bunch of them in nursing homes. <laughs> you're, you're killing your voter base and telling them it's, you know they that the only way they can vote is not safe mm. and it's not not real and not democratic and then the other ones are going uh no nah, i mail shit all the time i get i get stuff from amazon i guess this is how this is how it works let the me just let me just click send safe. the post office yeah. isn't safe right like, <laughs> no like, but but they send me my amazon stuff so who has a usually interest usually in don't those. have a problem with that <laughs> <laughs> like that entire democrat like the democrat side base was like 75 percent i don't i don't know what the exact number was but it was like 60 75 percent somewhere in there of like the democratic voter base voted mail-in ballots so once those those start showing up uh, numbers numbers are gonna turn around (laughs) i i will admit i will admit there have been a few cases where i looked at it like for example uh i think it was like atlanta had a precinct that reported in and it was literally ninety-one percent to nine percent um, Trump to, <laughs> or it was it was Biden to Trump. And I looked at that number and I said to myself, "Well, self, <laughs> that's a lot to a very little." But then I said, "You know, those people in Atlanta that live in those high rises that can't leave their houses or you know go to the grocery store and like, I mean." You know, I live in the suburbs, right? I have a pool. Quarantine hasn't been that tough. Like, I, I just get out and drink in my pool every day. Yeah, but... like I've got, I've got alcohol. I've got paint. I can, like, I'm, I'm feeling pretty chill here. But the inner city parts of Atlanta, you know, think about people. This has been a lot harder on a lot of people. Um, yeah, and especially the people who he has consistently shit on and said, "You don't matter." Like, well. 
all lives matter not not your lives but but all lives that are people that are looking like me and the people that i can sucker into voting for me so he spent years just like just shitting on people just like them going hey you know what i'm gonna actually hide some stuff in the tax code so you really get fucked in 2021 don't worry we'll blame it on the democrats but i'm gonna raise taxes on you while all my me and my buddies when we're at office we're we're golden well did you see that as a parting gift actually um that Taxes are actually going to go up next year for everyone. Yes. Not because of the Democrats, but because of the because deferred of... tax. Yeah, this is a fun story. Uh, Ooh, so the deferred about... the deferred exemption is also a is a separate thing from the the other tax bomb that has been loaded into our system. Yeah, if you if you've got time and if you're vaguely interested, uh, do a little research and, and go look into the fact that the all of the I mean, basically all of the money that we got for. That, that one-time uh, tax relief or quarantine relief check and the fact that your taxes are going to go up next year and the fact that he's deferred debt, your taxes will go up next year. Like, that is just a fact of life. Um, and it's not because the Democrats have won back, you know, I think no. back they'll, one part of the they'll spin it that money. way. Um, yeah, the deferred tax exemption, he was using that to hold the country hostage, saying, hey, I'll forgive that. If you elect me, mm-hmm. I'll give you Corona relief. If you elect me, like the end, like that's, that's your, that's your little carrot dangling in front of you. So that was, that was one of them. The tax code that he passed where everyone was like, Oh my God, he's cut taxes for everybody. It's so amazing. He cut taxes. Yeah. Yeah. He cut taxes through 2021 for people making, you know, under like middle-class and below 2021, all those breaks expire anyone making above say the middle class i think it's a hundred like upper middle class yeah i think it's a hundred i think it's a little I like think it might be a little more something, something like, like that. that yeah yeah those people those tax breaks are permanent mm-hmm. anybody else below anybody below you're getting your taxes back mm, that's a fun little tax bomb that accountants and humans have been screaming about into the void just like we are for the past four four years when did he pass that 2017 2017 2017 for the past three years well i mean let's let's but really and truthfully and i know this isn't the tax the tax podcast and this isn't the political (laughs) look just to be clear we see you guys out there listening uh we saw we had very a very good week um and a lot of you uh, thank you all Hopefully you guys are joining us um, or hopefully they're joining us. But you're not really just joining for the ta- for, for like our political commentary and then it'd be like Star Wars. <laughs> See ya. But, hopefully not because Star Wars rocks. So I just saw a Facebook post about like, who's the true Star Wars fans out here? Who wasn't just Star Wars fans after the Disney movies came out? And people are essentially like, go fuck yourself. Like, mm-hmm. hey, I was a fan before, but why does it matter if you like it? It's not like, I don't know, say switching your allegiance to texas mm. as a college football team right in the mm. middle of a season because another team is not doing so great in tallahassee i don't know what you're referring <laughs> to but 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 if, I, but if, if our were, other two roommates are listening they know exactly what i'm talking about but if i were to be honest i mean i feel like 2020 would be the perfect year to switch your allegiance from any football team uh, that may reside in Tallahassee because <laughs> holy God, football sucks. Also, 
How about Pitt's that? got a powerhouse team this year. Come on. How about that Tom Brady in Tampa, huh? Way to go, Tom. Just uh, crushing it. Didn't, I had a weirdly enough league. did not did not affect my fantasy scores in one of my leagues. I still absolutely smashed my competition in one of my leagues and uh, remained remained undefeated. I <laughs> unfortunately hate, not the pay league. <laughs> I hate playing your wife's brother. Um, I'm just gonna put this out there. <laughs> I don't know. If, I saw he crushed you. I don't know if he's listening or if he's perhaps one of. There's our, no way. I, I <laughs> doubt it. No way. But I'm just going to put it out there that um, there's a particular. Uh, well, your wife's only brother. He would have. He would have tuned out after the first fuck Trump. Your wife's brother has beaten me in fantasy twice a year, every year since we've had the league, mm, uh, except the last year. That's true. I did when, beat him once when I took you for the championship mm. <laughs> instead of him. Mm. <laughs> I despise you, Stephen. I despise uh, playing football against you. All right. He did have a really good week this week. Yes, he doubled me up. Um, Ooh, that yikes. Was, that was a lot of grabbing shelf right there. Mm. So, mm. well, mm. anyway, we are 1946-7-8, and we are back. Welcome to House of Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> At the 20 minute mark, we're going to go ahead and call it at the 19. We'll, we'll call it 1945 just for fun. Yeah, why not? Those of you that skip, that will, <laughs> that will be in the notes again. I'm trying to get it in so I can format the notes properly. We're going to try and get the political, political commentary in at the beginning and then go to the Star Wars. But welcome back to House of Nerd now that we've gotten that out of the way. Whew. Out of our system. I feel a little better. I'm sure it'll crop up again. That was like one of those. I I feel like a weight has been lifted off of my my soul. So we're gonna have to find Me too. To a two hundred a two hundred eighty five pound weight that has been <laughs> dyed the color of a carrot. <laughs> we're gonna have to find something new to complain about soon. Um, oh, that... don't don't worry, I will. <laughs> Never do you mind. <laughs> well, tonight we are here to talk about. Star Wars Rebels Season 1, Episode 15, Fire Across the Galaxy, and... The finale. This is the Season 1 finale. The mission to save Kanan ignites a fire across the galaxy. So let's talk real quick scheduling, because uh, we did have a couple things come out this week. Um, And just to remind everybody before we dive into the episode, because... This is a good one, um, and we're, we got, so I got some things to say about this. It it is um, indeed a good one. But starting next week, um, we are going to transition to Star Wars: Mandalorian um, for season two. We're going to cover uh, next week's episode. We'll cover Mando episodes one through three, and then the following week we will catch back up with episode four. Um, so we will be releasing. A uh, little brief interlude there. Uh, starting next week, we will do uh, Star Wars Mandalorian episode one through three, a catch up. And then we will be releasing our episodes on Saturday as post one Friday, either on Saturday, Saturday or Monday, um, because we want to give you guys a chance to catch up. Well, more to come on that. That was just an on, on the fly, you know, executive decision, which I'm not going to make. Um, but we will be releasing the episodes. It'll still be weekly. We'll still be covering one episode at a time, but we are going to cover all eight episodes of the Mandalorian season two. So this will be approximately a five week break 
from Star Wars Rebels, which we'll come back to once the Mandalorian finishes the season. So right around the time for Christmas would be the time we would come back for, to Rebels. But Anthony, you know that's a that's a good Christmas present, I think. That is a good Christmas present. But what else are we going to be covering after we cover the Mandalorian that's coming out around Christmas? Oh, I believe there's a there's a specific Lego special there is. that that we have that the masses by the masses I mean the two of us have decided <laughs> that would be delightful to cover. Yes, because that's what that's what Star Wars needs is another holiday special. Honestly, I mean I watched the trailer. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> this could be terrible or it could be hysterical. Um, they... If it brings us, if it brings us the like first appearance of a Boba Fett like character, mm-hmm. then that's that's fantastic. For those of you who don't know and aren't actually true Star Wars fans, take that. The first appearance of Boba Fett was the Star Wars Holiday Special. It is. That's true. And yeah. that is actually where Mando's weapon comes from. Is the Star Wars Holiday Special like the act the Mando in the Mandalorian? His mm-hmm. like weird looking like prong weapon comes from that. The first appearance of Boba Fett in the holiday special was it 1978? I wanted to say is it later? But I think you might be right. It might be. It's definitely not 76. Okay, because Star Wars came out in 77. Well, then it's pretty. I'm pretty sure it's not 76 because that would be a little weird. But um, I don't know what I might be hearing in the background. But someone it's certainly probably, not typing. Someone's going to tell us in a second. I have a suspicion. Um, but. That will be so. What you're looking at here, guys, truthfully, is about a six week break um, from six to seven weeks. I think I'm not great at math. I don't count. 1978. So this is 78. 78. So we will be taking a little bit of a break from Rebels. And after we discuss tonight's episode, I personally am going to go, why? Because uh, Rebels got really friggin' good tonight. Um, and I, I'm dying to jump into season two. But I think it's going to be a perfect New Year gift to all of us that right around the first week of January, we'll be coming back to Star Wars Rebels Season 2. Um, so, new, fresh year. Absolutely. 2020. Well, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I am a little worried that December 31st, 1159 is going to tick and it's going to start over. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, we've actually reached the apocalypse and that's what it is, is 2020. It's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, what the elections this year? I'm like, what the fuck? No. No. Oh my God. Why? Why? <laughs> oh, that's like that's like a, an eighth level of hell. I don't know why you would bring that up. It Ooh. is. I'm excited to see that episode of Black Mirror. Ooh. Because <laughs> this current season of Black Mirror has been way, way too immersive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I uh I have to stop Black Mirror. I had to stop watching Black Mirror when it became too close to reality. Um, I get confused when I watch the news and watch Black Mirror. <laughs> like, like, wait, which did I turn on the news? <laughs> I'm, yeah. s- I'm lost because it's the same thing. Well, anyway, we are talking about Fire Across the Galaxy here 30 minutes in. That's <laughs> all right. That's all right. So, that's what the fans have come to expect. That's, all, that's true. All teens of you. Honestly, to expect us rambling for a half hour before we actually talk about anything Star Wars related. First and foremost, Star Wars related, podcast related. Thank you all for joining us. We're we're pleased that you keep you keep coming back for our take on Star Wars Rebels. And welcome back to House of Nerd. Frankly, 
you you guys have made this far more of a thing than we ever truly imagined it was going to be. And it is truly an honor to be able to know that our little voices are speaking tenderly across someone else's earphones. <laughs> Somehow Ooh. we are we are growing like vaguely steadily <laughs> with like zero ratings and zero communication with the fans. Hey. Like absolutely zero. At some Which point. Which is great. At someone's some going to talk to us. Someone will say something to us. And that's, that's, we're going to flee, freaking flip out. You're going to get your own freaking segment on the show. You, you can write it's going to be book. Disney's attorneys, right? <laughs> well, that's it. That's know, it. Like, Nobody else is going to talk to us. We're going to hear from Disney's attorneys, like, shut it down, y'all. Like, this is not great. This is, this is, you're bastardizing our work. Stop, stop it. But Fire Across the Galaxy. So, episode 15, <laughs> season one. We're wrapping up season one. We've been ramping up to this moment for, for quite a while, Anthony. We have. Uh, so We've been episode, alluding to this moment for quite a while. We have been. We're going to meet some friends. We're going to see some enemies. Some things are going to happen tonight. Um, but this episode was written by Simon Kimber, directed by Dave Filoni. It feels Aww. perfectly reasonable that Dave Filoni be the one to direct this episode, knowing what we're about to find out. Um, it does. And the, the very end of this episode. So the official synopsis is the ghost crew makes a final desperate attempt to rescue Kanan from the Empire. Who will fall? I'm glad um, to know we use the same source. Yes, we do. <laughs> and I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, so I just rewatched this episode not 20 minutes ago. And I have to say. Oh, lucky. It, this is the best episode of the season. The absolute best episode of the season, hands Wait, down. It's not Melaron Fruits. No, it's come not. on. I mean, Melaron that one was Fruits. pretty special when Ezra is just like, you know, hey guys, I'm here. Like <laughs> that was a, that was a pretty magical. Ep- I can't even. I mean, you can't see my face, but it's not. I can't do this with a straight face. <laughs> this is a wonderful episode. <laughs> Melaron Fruit is not a bad episode when you think about it. There's actually a callback to Melaron Fruit in this episode. Um, which is crazy (laughs) and it's crazy to think that i mean first of all that that was so long ago that was almost two and a half months ago we watched that episode it Um, was and and the level of detail and and the little bit of callback that happens here in this episode really makes me appreciate this episode for the fact that they're not doing watch it and forget it type tv you can totally watch this episode without remembering anything and you might not get some of the inside jokes, but there's nothing here. There's there's a few things here that make you go, oh, I remember that. I remember when they stole that TIE fighter. And like, that's what that was this. That was amazing. Yeah. I had forgotten about that entirely. And I like laughed out loud. <laughs> like, actually. Yeah. That was a great interaction between and what was what started as annoying between them, truthfully has blossomed into like this inside joke. And I know that's what they were going for. And they, you know, they would have laughed at us and told us, just wait, just give it time, just give it time. And it turns out they're right. I mean, if you just give it a little bit of time and, and invest in these episodes, it, the payoff. They, they know what they're doing. Like this is written as a whole. It's not written as like one-offs. It, this doesn't feel like to, to bring back our discussion on Lost where it's just like, shit, what do we do now? And then they start throwing stuff at the screen just to see what happens. Like this is this is planned out. And if it isn't, then my God, there's some masterful writing later to tie it all back in. Uh, it was purgatory. You guys are all in purgatory. Right. Uh, but, <laughs> like, but, but totally, 
totally we this isn't purgatory once the fans figured out lost like four seasons in and they're like no 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 it's not that I'm like sorry guys it was totally that <laughs> it was actually absolutely it's, purgatory. It's totally got thanks for sticking with us for their three uh, fucking seasons of nonsense you know i actually like lost but you know what i'm gonna be real like the last season notwithstanding that used to be appointment tv for us and i remember you mm-hmm. you and your wife got me into that and I dig. We used to sit in her townhouse and watch it. <laughs> like, and when we, you weren't at her townhouse, you'd we'd all watch it in our living room, and then we'd discuss yeah. it hours after. It was a great, great TV show. It was our so, practice for this podcast. As you can see, we have not gotten a whole lot better at it. I I like to say we have. I mean, we're missing <laughs> we're missing the voice of. I mean, reason. I mean, truthfully, she that's she hasn't true. Yet, she hasn't yet come on the podcast. <laughs> okay, we'll have snark scholar reason. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's what it was before that's the way it works say, hey guys you, you guys are stupid this is actually what's happening this is what's like, oh okay thanks for helping us out <laughs> so on this episode <laughs> we start off and and it feels a little lighthearted at the beginning um with with sabine you know I, so we start off in an imperial shipyard on lothal where it, it appears that the rebel crew is trying to steal one of these imperial transports that we've seen all season um, we get a little bit of, of levity between um, between Sabine and the stormtroopers. Um, is this the first time they've called them bucketheads? I can't remember if we've used that term before. I um, don't think so in this show, at least. Okay. And just like messing with them and just do do do. But the levity is there with uh, killer blaster bolts. I might add, as she is mm-hmm. fucking parkouring the shit out of that out of that shipyard. Yeah. And then proceeds to murder six people. Yeah, I had a question about this. They're like, you, run! <laughs> like, where are you going to go? <laughs> like, well, as, as the expert on the kill count, um, I had a question for you on this, because I was curious. When she throws that thermal detonator at those stormtroopers, the one stormtrooper says to the others, oh no, not again. Right. Which what? leads me to think again? two things. Like, yeah, I have two questions. A... How many times has this happened to this stormtrooper? And B, are these really clones that like he remembers what happened? Like, so did this he remembers what happens up? to his other clone buddy? They're like hive mind. It's like yeah. gen- like genotions. Yeah, I, I mean, I know I'm reading way too much into this, and it's probably just a throwaway line. But like, I legitimately, when he said that, I was like, wait a minute, again? Wait, what happened to him? Like, did has he been blown up once before? Um, so. There, there's a potential. There's a couple of explosions that, if you watch back, you can see like one or two of the stormtroopers still moving. This one, they are not. I, I didn't see them moving. I, I watched it a couple times. I didn't see anybody moving after that. There's just like six. I think it's six stormtrooper bodies just littering that field, and that's it. I, just I think no movement, no nothing. Like they just got blown up by you know eight, six to eight tie fighters. Yeah, they're they're big time dead. I yeah. think actually. So on the plus side, he doesn't have to worry about it happening a third time. You know, fool me once, shame on me. (laughs) Fool me four times, eventually, you know, get out of the way of thermal detonators when they're thrown at you. Right. But so our crew and ultimately, I mean, you you see that Sabine's, you know, parkouring, as you put it so wonderfully, is, is designed to get everybody away from this transport. So that the rest of the crew can steal the transport. Um, and we cut away now that we've gotten out of the Imperial Space Park and blown everybody to hell. Um, 
that this is all part of the plan to go get res as uh, go get Kanan, um, who, as you'll remember from the last episode, was captured. Uh, he's now aboard the starship Sovereign um, with Grand Admiral Tarkin and the Inquisitor, and has been transported to Mustafar. Which I did it. Moff is a Grand Moff. What Grand Moff. Did I call him Grand Admiral? You did indeed. I, and, I just yeah. I mean, for Tarkin, you got to respect the rank a little bit. Tarkin is a good bad guy. He was a good good guy and a good bad guy. I he's a mass murderer. I mean, he's going to do some things that I don't agree with, but um. Yeah, we, He's not a mass murderer yet. yet. Um, just a just a regular run of the mill murderer, regular law and order type figure. Um, mm. I I didn't remember I didn't remember the actual Star Destroyer leaving for Mustafar. So I was a little confused at first when they were like, "Oh, we've got to go to Mustafar." I know we talked about going to Mustafar. Yeah, but it they, men- they mentioned it. Yeah, we talked about it last week as like a throwaway, and they they bring it back, but like we actually get to see see mustafar at this point side note some of the animation for this with the starships in front of i like that they brought mustafar in as a planet but they don't actually go to mustafar you know what i mean like the the animation was really beautiful with the contrast of the black of space and how little mustafar is actually against the sun they're they're working on getting there there's a lot of really nice animation for this Truthfully, like that could be a computer background for me. I mean, truthfully, I, I enjoy oh, yeah. that. Um, so when we're back on the ghost, we know that Kanan has been taken to Mustafar. We're trying to figure out, we're talking through the fact that like there are multiple Star Destroyers around Mustafar because like this is a big place where we keep the Jedi. We're going to need a diversion. And so we, we've talked about this, Anthony, but um, what, what do we, what do we actually find out? Um, wasn't destroyed or we knew that wasn't destroyed but yeah that they just landed it and hit it <laughs> and poor poor mom Hera it's just like really like so by by not entirely disposed of what do you mean <laughs> so like um not at all we still have it we just hit it <laughs> it was i i was like this is this is hilarious that was such a great line i should be angry at you I should be like I think she yeah. should be pissed or something like that. But she definitely did not say pissed because this is a kid show. No. So like I should be mad, but right now I'm just glad that we have it. Yeah, pissed is not a bad word. Pissed is not a bad word in my opinion. But anyway, you're right. In in my opinion, there are no bad words. Bad thoughts. Bad deeds. Um, bad intentions. Bad, bad words. <laughs> All right. If anyone knows what that is from. You feel free to tweet us as a bonus Easter egg and let us know that you know what that is from. Ooh, that's a deep cut, sir. It really is. The priest really loved it when I <laughs> recited that in class. So <laughs> during sophomore year, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get any detention for that at all. Did no, you really not? Certainly get, not. You didn't get. A oh no, I definitely that? did. I got multiple oh, multiple okay. Saturday I detentions. Say. <laughs> I was there after school. I was there on Saturdays. You know, it was, it was great, but it was worth it. You know, I made it all the way to second semester of senior year without getting detention. And you know what I got detention for senior year? I was drinking a Gatorade in the library by the computers. And Mr. Mm. Mr. Mann, rest in peace, Mr. Mann, who's a absolutely wonderful, wonderful man, phenomenal educator, taught me to love English and, and reading, um, warned me three times. And like the dumbass senior I was, four times I drank Gatorade by the computers. And finally, he just said, Morgan, 
detention and I had to clean up freaking garbage I'm, from I'm pretty sure my first detention was for stealing the Spanish teacher's shoes, tying them together and throwing <laughs> them on the roof of one of the buildings. <laughs> I, I know I know my compatriot in that will never will never hear this show. But the two of us got well in so much trouble. <laughs> Because I mean, you steal a teacher's shoes and throw them on the roof of the school. Like, they're they're gonna figure that out, y'all. If you haven't figured out yet, we are two vastly different people. I don't know how we're friends, but we are. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. All right. So it was mainly because he was a shitty lookout and didn't let me know she was coming up behind us <laughs> as I as I threw them on the roof. Oh my god, but, if anyone ever hears this, oh, we will be so, so very... I, you know what, I'm 34 years old at this point. I thank you for being a good, good sport, Miss Keenan. <laughs> or Miss Keener. So, so we find out that back in the episode, back in the very beginning of this season, when we were, when the stakes were lower, and Ezra and Zeb were stealing TIE Fighters, the TIE Fighter they stole... And, and murdering Barons. Well, I mean, not not murdering them, but making them get cybernetic back implants <laughs> <laughs> because he got thrown from five fucking stories up. He's totally fine. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, he's good. Um, he's good. We'll give him another Tie Fighter, a better one. But not only has has Ezra hidden this Tie Fighter from Hera, he's not informed Zeb that he's allowed uh, Sabine to go out and practice her artwork on this Tie Fighter, <laughs> and boy, does it look fantastic honestly like it is it is graffitied to the nines it is. i almost bought this the uh, star wars x-wing figure of this just just because it looks it's phenomenal badass. it's phenomenal it is truly truly i mean i don't know who did this artwork but it is phenomenal so we Let's say it's banksy it, it could be i mean i'm not could cool, be. i'm not cool enough to know that kind of stuff but um i'm not either but so what what happens is that the crew decides that this is going to be our this is going to be our our distraction. We need a distraction to get on board this sovereign. We're going to use the transport ship, fly in, give the imperial codes, hope that the codes are up to date. Um, but we need a distraction to get in and get Kanan off this ship and get out. So that's the basic plan, right? Is to jump into the system on the transport, get Kanan off the ship, and get out of there, and use the Tie Fighter that is you know, definitely art deco at this point um, to be a distraction to get on board, get in the main hangar bay. And I guess do some sort of pulse or ion pulse. Uh, EMP. Oh, EMP pulse. And so they, they load that TIE fighter up with, I mean, a huge EMP. Oh. I, I love the camera work when that thing lands it, where it's just like, okay, this is cool. Yep. Cool TIE fighter. Cool TIE fighter. What the hell? The, the explosion <laughs> I mean, not again, again, just the creativity. I mean, not only does this EMP, EMP knock out the starship, but it knocks out the people in the starship. So this thing was powerful, which I'm like, would an EMP actually knock out humans? Like, I, I, like knock them unconscious. Like, I, I don't, I, have, I don't know everything I've seen about EMPs. I'm like, mm, I don't, I don't think that's a thing. It just knocks out the computers, but leaves humans intact. Well, that's kind of the point. I, I looked that up because I had the same thought. And, and I mean, now, granted, this is from the Internet, so whether or not it's true or not. Mm. But thank you, Reddit. Theoretically, 
this is, I mean, obviously it's a gigantic, a gigantic electromagnetic magnetic pulse. That's what EMP is. Right. Our body does run on electricity. So mm. there is, there are at least someone has written an article and put it on, put it on the internet that states that that much or a massive amount of EMP close to a human body has the ability to short circuit a human for a brief amount of time, just to knock right. you unconscious or something of that nature. So I'll buy it. Presumably that's the logic or pseudoscience that's going here. Again, not claiming to be, you know, Dr. Fauci, just saying that I'll go with it. Well, if you were, you would definitely be wrong and a liar, (laughs) even though you spent your entire life dedicated to the study of science. I mean, I'm just going to, I'll go with it just for the sake of our fake news. But, um, so we're just going to power past your, your political views at this point. So we're 43, we're 43 minutes in. We, and the people, if they haven't clicked off of us, hopefully are, are enjoying this. But um, <laughs> that is the idea. Hopefully, y'all are enjoying this. Not just listening. We to this. certainly are. Yeah, we're having a fucking fantastic time. Um, it's a blast. So, so we get the starship into the system. We're in Mus- the Mustafar system. We manage to dock with the, the sovereign, and the 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 Tie Fighter has now docked into the bay. The the EMP has gone off. I think this next scene is the coolest and I don't know why I don't know how to justify this, but seeing the lightsaber, seeing uh, Ezra's lightsaber being used to, to actually slice through a starship hull to create like, this was very like, that was very satisfying. And then him like touching it going, ow, that's hot. Yeah. It's very <laughs> episode one where Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are doing that. And like, I don't know. It just, for some reason the 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 shot was really, really satisfying to see that the edges were still glowing red. I mean, this was really cool. I enjoyed this a lot. Um, so it was it was nice. It, like, it was it was well played. There's a lot of that little detail this week that just kind of like a lot of things that I go, oh, well, that's cool. I like that. Um, so the crew is on board. We even get a comment here to your point, uh, Snark, of you know how long are these guys going to to make, remain unconscious? Right. And you see in the background one of the character's arms twitches. So you get the inference of like, hey, these guys aren't going to be unconscious for that much longer. Yeah, they're they're moving around on the floor. They're you know, rolling around a little bit. Mm-hmm. But we, we our, while our characters, while our crew is on board, we don't know, to, we don't know, obviously, because Admiral Tarkin is communicating with the rest of the fleet. He's calling for reinforcements. Um, first, well, he can't call for reinforcements. He has that, like, hey, if I don't contact them by this time, they're sending reinforcements. I have a, I have a timed mm. rendezvous kind of call, and if I don't call, they send reinforcements. So he's because there's no comms right now. Good point. So Fair. as as he says, hey, don't worry, I got this covered, and you get to see a glimpse into just like how how smart Tarkin is. It's like you know what, it may happen. Like there may be a problem, may not but I'm going to set up the system just in case. Well, and just as he says it, you see two Imperial shuttles start taking off from the other, the other uh, Star Destroyer. It doesn't appear that there's a lot of them. I would have expected more than that. That's the only thing I would say. It's just, I mean, there was like 12 dudes on each shuttle. So I'm kind of like, eh, I mean, it would have been. I mean, you've only got to worry about three, three or four people. So he's like, whatever, we got it. Yeah, but he knows these three or four this people. Is a, this is a fully operational battle station. Ooh, nice callback. Or I guess call, call forward. Yeah, that hasn't happened so, yet. So you see, you see a little bit of his 
so his his intelligence but also his hubris because it's yes if there's a problem we'll fix this is all i need like just send me send me a few people we got this covered Mm. which i mean it's just a few it's just a few x-wings like come on this is a fully operational battle station who's worried about that it's good it's good to see some things some things never change for Admiral tarkin um but expertly written (laughs) that is true but uh, who does see this? Because our crew doesn't notice that the, the stormtroopers are coming. Uh, Chopper does see this, and he reaches out and calls Fulcrum. Which I'm curious to see how you felt about this, because it's my understanding to this point that only one person has communicated with Fulcrum on board the ghost. <laughs> is I'm I'm not entirely sure that Kanan actually knows who Fulcrum is. That it's it's Hera. The end. So, but I also think of. You know, the idea that the entirety of Star Wars is written from like C-3PO and R2-D2's perspective and that those droids are picking up a lot more and are super smart because they've, they've got to ferry a lot of that information back and forth. So chances are if you know, Hera's calling, it's getting facilitated through Chopper and he's just storing that. So he's like, wait, this is who Hera calls when there's trouble. So I know I need to call her. And he's not going to, I mean, Chopper's not going to say anything because it's a psychopathic little droid. <laughs> just like, just like R2, who, you know, depending on which, which theory you read, like, knows all of the history or maybe has been wiped, or, but maybe not, but maybe knows it, you know, that, that kind of thing. And he knows who Darth Vader is the entire time. He knows Anakin. He knows where Luke is. And we talked about that, that maybe R2 is the one directing that pod down to Tatooine so he can get to the get to obi-wan get to right where he Luke. knows he needs to be that's an interesting so I, I think of it like that that it's that it's more that that yeah maybe chopper chopper knows but you don't really think about him because he's a droid just like you wouldn't really consider r2 like oh it's a flash drive like i'm not thinking about it but it's an intelligent flash drive it's a flash drive that has all your porn um your porn searches on it so you might want to treat it with a little bit of respect mm. um <laughs> so so Chopper the location calls... of all your rebel bases. That's true. That's true. So Chopper calls for Fulcrum, who is surprised to talk to Chopper. Um, and admittedly, I didn't think about it that deeply. So it's I'm glad that you did, because that's a, that's a <laughs> great way to justify what actually happens here. Um, but Chopper's calling for help. <laughs> that's what I do. Overthink, overthink all the things. He knows that, that something bad has happened or is about to happen. Um, and, and, you know, from here on in snark things are going to get fast and heavy and quick and we're probably going to i'm probably going to miss some things and i want to point out before we go any further that this next 10 ish minutes 12 ish minutes of content i think is is the single best 12 minutes of the season um to this point because we get lightsaber battles because ezra ezra is about to, to rescue kane from his cell which feels far too easy um and it turns out there's a reason for that um and i mean this this lightsaber battle that happens here truthfully the, with ezra getting kanan out of his cell i kept waiting for the other shoe to drop you know where's the inquisitor why is he not there should he not be stopping this right um turns out the inquisitor is waiting in the, the bowels of the ship because i i was thinking that too as they're just very easily escaping it's like wait what why would the inquisitor not be oh okay no got it we want to we want to get like a obi-wan sneaking around the power core kind of 
absolutely you know, kind of feel for that i'm not sure if it's right before this or right after but once those the new stormtroopers do show up i just want to point out Hera just destroying people in that in that uh, turbo lift like it opens up she fires like five shots straight into the face of a bunch of stormtroopers yep. and then just bounces yep i i can't remember if it's before or after but i just want to make sure we don't don't miss that because Hera stone cold like you know turn the <laughs> Turn the Glock sideways. Just like get that done. This is the oh, definition like, that of is giving no fucks. Um, awesome. It, it was, <laughs> like oh my god. Everybody gets a badass moment in this episode, mm-hmm. and, and that's what's great because here comes you know Kanan. To this point, has been Kanan for three episodes. He got his grand you know sacrifice two episodes ago. He's weakened. He's been tortured on this episode, and now we're in we're in the bowels of the ship. It's very ray shields. Uh, Death Maul, Death Maul, Dark Maul, Dark Maul versus Obi Wan versus Qui Gon. The only thing missing are the ray shields preventing you know them from attacking each other on Naboo, and like, <laughs> dude is just waiting in the bowels of the ship because he knows that because of the way they had to get to Kanan, they wrecked their escape path, and like it's crawling yep. with stormtroopers behind them. So he's just standing on this like gate uh, gateway, and he's like. You got to go through me to get out of here. And like the the look on his face when he's like, finally a battle worth my time. And I was like, oh, dude, like that never works out for a Sith, for a Sith when they say that. Like it never works out for a Sith. I believe the last one, uh, well, axed one of them and then ended up halfway down a elevator shaft. That is literally, cool. literally halfway. Well, more more to come with that particular character um but i i just thought this this battle sequence between kanan and between kanan and the inquisitor and then you know ezra gets in on it and ezra getting wrecked early on in this battle i thought it was important that ezra not be the one to end up defeating the inquisitor because that would have felt cheap to me um so the Inquisitor, you know, he's fighting Kanan. He has the upper hand because Kanan's using Ezra's lightsaber. Then Ezra proceeds... <laughs> using it well. And, and you better see that little Ezra. shocker. Better than Ezra. Um, I love that moment. The Wait, I didn't think of that. I never thought of that. <laughs> that was a great line. That is awesome. That was a great line. And then seeing Ezra kind of force pulling Kanan's lightsaber off the back of the Inquisitor's shirt, which, like, stupid. But anyways... Um, using that to fight or to join the fight with the Inquisitor and then promptly getting like shoved off of this gang- gangway like s- several feet down um, th- there's there's definitely like I could feel there was a co- like a commercial break there you know like <laughs> felt like that was the commercial break of like oh my god they just killed Ezra like the tagline of this episode yeah. is who will fall there's your answer right there Ezra dies right I mean I don't know what would you think about that I, I mean, there's, I knew there's no way they're gonna kill off Ezra. To just, I mean, I've seen the whole series, but even this time, it was in the first time, it was like, yeah, they're they're not gonna they're not gonna kill off Ezra. Like, and I didn't I didn't know what the tagline was the first time I saw it either. So I was just watching it because it was awesome. So it's like, yeah, he he fell, but yeah, he's probably fine because okay, you know, that's that's how this. That's how this works. 
To be to be fair, yeah, maybe, and maybe I'm making too much of it, but I mean, when he gets shoved off, I mean, you can almost see Kanan, and he gets the great line of, you know, when the Inquisitor is kind of taunting him, and he Kanan gets to say, "I'm not afraid of anything anymore. Yeah, uh, I have nothing left to lose. I'm not holding back." Like you almost you almost get to see a little. I, I thought maybe it was a flicker of a moment of fear or something. I thought he was going dark side. It's, yeah. it's like you done you done fucked up, Aaron. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much what he what he tells the Inquisitor. Like he, that's the only thing I really had left to live for, so no holds barred now, bro. <laughs> yeah. I mean that was it was a cool moment. Um and, and it almost looks like the Inquisitor's a little bit afraid. Just a little bit of like, yeah, like oops. Wait. <laughs> maybe that was too much. Um but I mean, he's an evil. He's an evil inquisitor. Like, what? What the fuck does he care? I don't. I don't. I guess it wasn't fear, but maybe it was just a little bit of humanity or whatever his his species is that he recognizes. Like, that might have been a little too much to just you know randomly throw this kid you know multiple feet down. Um, but it turns out that Kanan's not, or that Ezra's not dead. Surprise! Um, to the surprise of maybe only me. Um, Ezra is laying on a gangway, you know, several feet below. Um, and he's woken up in a really cool moment and a callback to, you know, Ezra's had these, these voices in his head. Um, or, you know, he, it's kind of like a callback of all the people who say his name all year when they're trying to get his attention. And it's, it's Hera who's trying to get him, you know, Hey, we need to, we need to exfil from the Star Destroyer. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's go, bro. Get up. Let's get out of here. Get up. Um, and so he wakes up and he realizes that, you know, or he, I guess he looks up at Kanan and he realizes Kanan is, Kanan's kicking ass right now. Like Kanan is, he's not only, he's never really held his own before with the Inquisitor, you know, like every other battle. He's, he's been practicing. And that's, that's a little, a little bit of a, a stretch, I guess, but maybe it was, maybe it's like you say, it's the, the fact that he doesn't know Ezra's alive at this point. Um, he has nothing left to lose. So he, you know, that moment where he says there is something stronger, it's the force. Let me show you. And I was like, Oh shit. Like Kanan, Kanan isn't going evil, but Kanan <laughs> is about to wreck your life. Um, that was such a cool moment. And the, he got that line. That moment. What? So every, at every other lightsaber battle, it's with the Inquisitor. It's been like once a once he starts spinning that stupid lightsaber, it's over. Like that's that's his that's his kill shot. Like that's that's the that's the power move. And Kanan goes, yeah, watch this, <laughs> and just shoots his lightsabers through it and goes, yeah, I'm not playing that game anymore. I figured this one out. It was so cool <laughs> that he just literally put it in the middle of the circle and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna cut your lightsabers in half now. I'm done with it. Yeah, this is this is over. And it was even cooler to see that his lightsabers fall into, I guess, the, the hyperdrive of the Star Destroyer. I guess those things don't have a dead man switch on them, but um, that pre- sometimes that proceeds to wreck the Star Destroyer. Uh, more on that in a moment. But um, <laughs> the, the Inquisitor is not long for this world, and it's time to talk about. It's time to talk he's about not. He, he he does his best Hans impression. 
from Die Hard. Yeah, I mean he and it was like it was like almost exactly and I'm like that has got to be for adults. <laughs> there's, there's no way you have someone like there's fates worse than death. And then like bro like looking looking like a badass Alan Rickman like falling off of the in slow motion backwards. Like it was it was like it looked shot for shot to me from Die Hard. Well, let's let's talk about that for a second. The greatest Christmas movie ever. Yeah. I mean, it very clearly is. <laughs> but let's talk about the fact that he, the Inquisitor's hanging from hanging from this, you know, gangway, and he is at the mercy of Kanan, who doesn't appear to gonna Jedi don't murder people. This would have been murder. Um, he's not a Jedi. He is a Jedi. <laughs> right? Is he? Yeah, all not right. like his father before him. All right, all right. But I mean, he he follows the light side of the Force, and. I don't believe yeah. he was going to murder him. He was going to take him as prisoner or just, you know, disable him or something. But I agree with you. I don't, I don't think he was going to, I don't think he was going to kill him. Cause that was, that was kind of where we see Anakin go off the rails is, you know, like, Killing Dooku. Hey, yeah. Take, take care of this. Sink. See ya Dooku. That's a, like the, the big badass from like the first, two movies gone in like the first 30 seconds and like a quick time like a super fast just you know get his ass beat battle and you're like and beheaded done like what wait no we spent two movies building this jackass up and you just like ax him in the first 10 seconds of this movie like what the hell same so i don't i don't think he was gonna do that because that's i think that's one of the one of those touchstones where it's Hey, this is this is Anakin going dark. Like he's willing to do that kind of thing, and Kanan's going. Mm, I really wanna, but <laughs> I really wanna. Well, and and the Inquisitor's not going to give him the opportunity. No, and I think that was important for the Inquisitor. You know, now we've talked, we touched on this before, but the Inquisitor does make another appearance in the Star Wars universe. After this, he appears in the the Vader comics, um, yeah. and he echoes this line where he says, "There are far things. There are things far worse than death." Um, which at the time we talked about it, I think at this moment, you know, he is full Sith, full dark side, you know, full whatever. I think the inference in the future is going to be that he regrets what he does here. Um, you know, he's in his full rage mode at this point, or, or maybe there's a moment of introspection at the end. But going forward, I, I think the Inquisitor might regret this decision um, to dive you know, back first into a burning hyperdrive. Um, I, th- I think of it as like when, so in the, in the comic, like the Darth Vader comics, when they're trying to figure out the emperor is really trying to find a replacement for Vader, like find competition for Vader. I don't, I don't know if I'm giving you spoilers for the, no, comic. I've seen that. I've read but, this. Okay. <laughs> but I, I'll give it like, like that, but time after time, like these, you know, pretenders to the throne are sent after him and he just more and more horrifically murders all of them. <laughs> and it, it's like, oh my God, like there there is no replacement for, for Vader. So that's I mean that's what that's what failing does. So there's there's face fates worse than death. If he didn't stop them, fails to do that, that means he has to go back and face the Emperor and Vader. Yeah. Which they're gonna do way worse shit than him just dying in a you know quick blaze of glory they're they're gonna tear him apart midichlorian by midichlorian <laughs> that's a really great point that's that's, I, we that's what i think of when i when i saw it is that yeah it's it's having to go back and face those two absolute psychos that that's that's worse than death there's they can do so much worse 
and especially especially the emperor because vader's still got i mean we know at the end of jedi vader is redeemed but the emperor is not and that dude is going to fuck him up because that's that's the mission of the inquisitors is to get rid of all the jedi well eh, kind of failed on this one so you are screwed you ain't gonna like, like how this plays out. no it you're gonna you're not gonna get the taskmaster grant send off <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a good day like that. <laughs> um yeah, no, I think you're probably right. I think that's what they're alluding to, given how this episode ends, and, and we know what's coming. And go Who read wants. Darth Vader the comic books, because it is amazing. <laughs> so, so our Inquisitor does his swine, a swan dive into the hyperdrive core, which is burning, and uh, so Sabine, uh, Sabine, so Kanan turns around, and who does he find facing him but his once, you know, thought-dead apprentice, who is like, hey, bro, are you ready to go home? Because, like, I want to get out of here. Yeah, we, we got to go. Um, which is a really cool, this is, this last little bit here. I mean, there's some cool stuff. But this, <laughs> exfilling the, the Star Destroyer. They have to go get the super art deco, like, mm-hmm. decked out. He's like, you had to pick the one, like, you had to pick the one with the target the, on it. <laughs> the target on the side. And I thought it was cool. You know, we, we're finding out a lot more about, about TIE Fighters. I mean, we knew that they could handle two people, um, but apparently they can handle three people, depending on the size of the people. <laughs> not, not comfortable. Um, but so you get a great line between Ezra and Kanan where they, they steal the um, the Inquisitor's high fighter, <laughs> and, he, and Ezra says, well, we know he's not going to be using it. Uh, and I love the Kanan turns around and is like, you little psycho? Like, you've been working with Chopper? You've been spending too much time around Chopper. Um, <laughs> he's, he's like, that That worries me. I forget what his exact line was. But it's like, <laughs> I feel like I should be worried about yes, you. Yes, that was, it's, it's oh, such a budding little lunatic. I mean, we, we, we think we've escaped the, you know, the frying pan. We think we've escaped the fire. And it turns out we haven't either. Because both of the it's, TIE fighters oh, do make I mean, it off. Those, not to straight too, like that, that little moment of the psycho like especially knowing where this is going and knowing where Ezra ends up yeah and it's it's like you we we know things <laughs> didn't end great but they didn't end as bad as they could have i don't want to like totally totally give it up but i am sure anyone listening to this has seen in the the news there's a possibility of an Ezra series there's a possibility of a Thrawn series all these things but <laughs> Is that like is, is this the hey he's he's got a decent amount of dark side in him? That's like, what I've I've been reading on Reddit that it's more and more. It's like did he did he turn? Because that's one of the things that people talk about with you know the the new trilogy is when you get all the all the old Jedi coming through and talking to Ray and saying like hey and you know, all the, all those hear? Jedi are here. Yeah, Ezra is not there. Like, yep. There is a, there is another there's another Jedi that we're gonna well not not Jedi uh, white white side gray side I don't know a cloaked Jedi that we will soon meet um, that you do hear that that you do hear in that and it's like well does that mean she that she is dead does that mean what what does that mean but we don't hear Ezra so does he go dark side does does he I, I'm not I'm not gonna give it up but it the, like laying the groundwork they're laying the seeds of hey there's there's that possibility that he's not gonna he's not going to go well like this, this could, this could go either way. And even when we see in the later seasons, like seeing how, he, how he's acting, the things he's struggling with, there's still, there's still some dark there. It's there. And it's, yeah, it never it, and it's watching it back. You see it from like the very beginning. So, 
anyway, now we can go back to the they're they're escaping. Well, but I just wanted to call that no, out. No, that's a great point. I mean, honestly, if if that's I will not you will not be able to convince me that that was the plan initially, but I think this is one of those things of like hey, we wrote so much that like we could infer from this that like maybe we were unconsciously writing this this way. Um, or maybe we thought, you know, hey, let's just lay the seeds down. Maybe someday we'll be able to come back to this. But Ed, Dave Filoni, uh, confirm or deny. <laughs> please. Please. Um... <laughs> please, please tweet us. <laughs> confirm or deny. <laughs> so we get this moment where, I mean, I, we've seen this before. It's the overwhelming odds. We've got two TIE fighters that are escaping against what looks like an entire wing of TIE fighters from, you know, these multiple Star Destroyers. Um, and just like when it looks like all hope is lost, what happens? Uh, well, let me we get we get a new hope. Well, let me if you let will. me step back for a second. Uh, the reason that we can't leave the system is because Chopper has taken the the ghost and has left the system. <laughs> he's he's taken the ride. And as you know, <laughs> Tie Fighters cannot um, go to hyperspace. So when it, some of them, most these cannot. When it looks like all hope is lost, Chopper reappears. Um, I think the Inquisitors can. I think you're right. So, like, TIE Advanced should have... Or I'm pretty sure they have hyperdrive. I don't know at this point, like, the, the Inquisitor one, but I'm, I think we saw him jump to hyperspace. But regular TIE Fighters cannot, and we know Kane and Ezra aren't going to leave no. their friends behind. I'm fairly so. certain in the future we're going to see, if we haven't already, we'll see Inquisitors um, using tie, TIE Fighters with hyperdrive capability. But um, I'm, I am 99% sure. Yes. At least I know Darth Vader's Tie Fighter had a hyperdrive yes, in it. But let's just let's put it this way: mm-hmm. only one of the two Tie Fighters can leave the system, and Kanan and Ezra are not going to abandon their family. Um, but Chopper removes the need for all of that by appearing in system with three Corellian Corvettes. Um, which, to this point, this is going to tie in directly back to an episode we had seen previous, um, because we know that Chopper was talking to Fulcrum, um, and these these Corvettes. I think Chopper's on the Gazanti. He is like the tran- the transport. Somebody else is on the ghost. He is, and, and we'll get there. But Chopper, yeah, somebody else has brought that into the system with them. Chopper, Chopper has brought some friends, um, which really makes you question how long all of this actually took on the Star Destroyer. This was not like minutes because he had to jump out of the system, jump back into the system. Um, but it turns out these three Corellian Corvettes proceed to come in and wreck shop um, among the Tie Fighters that are chasing our. Our ghost just out of range of the star destroyers i did i did notice that when they're screaming by Thank god they were and just destroying those yeah like how small the star destroyers is i'm like wait we open a new hope with one of these one of these suckers getting just sucked into the belly of a yeah. star destroyer like they these aren't these aren't like star destroyer killers i've played enough armada to know that this is not like that's not good odds you got five star destroyers and three corellian corvettes you're not you're not, not going to do well you're not winning that like, battle yeah so they got to stay out of range but they do and, and then because then they're all they're not rolling black dice they're only rolling blue dice and the odds are not great on that <laughs> so we recover our time <laughs> Sorry, I'll, I'll be back i'll be back in a second okay <laughs> um so we recover our tie fighters um and we do manage to we manage to make it out of the system um, or we managed to get to hyper hyperspace, which remember there's a star destroyer that's crippled around the Mustafar system. So even if they were going to escape, it would likely only be four of them chasing them. <laughs> I believe Tarkin's yes. star destroyer is the one that's crippled. That is true. But we do see 
that uh, Grand Moff Tarkin does make it off of the off of the sovereign. He did, which I also thought was super super clever because you can see the hesitation in his face and like you have to abandon ship. Like this one's going down, and he's like, mm, "I mm, don't want no no yeah." And we know how that ends because the next time it happens, he goes. Mm, mm. and then the thing blows, blows up, up and face. he dies yeah like, so like again the combination of like Arrogance. the pride the hubris and like the tactical like, he's got the tactical genius but he's also got the hubris that is is ultimately his his fault because he could have he could have easily abandoned the the death star and still been out there you know wrecking rebels but he goes no this is impenetrable and it's kind of like he knows that, hey, the Star Destroyer isn't entirely impenetrable. Okay, live to fight another day. But the hubris of believing this is an impenetrable battle station like, is ultimately his undoing. He doesn't always have those same thoughts. Um, but that's for another day. We'll, we'll, it we'll is. get there. It is. I just thought that was a super clever moment, like seeing that. Them going, it, it, it mirrors A New Hope so well. Well, and that's the thing, is that the writing on this, again, you know, I know we, we talk about this all the time, but I mean, truthfully, the the creativity and the fact that the, the keeping everything canon, they're not remaking a character. They're not doing things that are out of out of his scope or out of his you know wheelhouse for him to do, which is important right. when you're doing a show like this and you're asking you know parents and children to watch this. Um, I, just little things. I mean, honestly, little things that make me go, yeah, I'm, I, I can't wait for this. Um so, but so we, we, we've made it to hyperspace and now Anthony, we've got almost three months worth of payoff is about to happen in the next, you know, minute and a half worth of exposition. Exactly. I keep segueing solely to the, I know, I know you're doing it. Um, but so the first, the first introduction we get, um, is that Bale Antilles, uh, is who, so this is, uh, Ant- Antilles. Bale Organa, Jesus Christ! Oof, that would have been. We haven't spoken about who we're sponsored by. <laughs> Dogfish Head has is. is spo- I just left the gym. I thought we were going to be sponsored by Peloton. No, no. <laughs> I I left the gym and then came home and had like mm, two Dogfish Heads in the last sixty minutes. So nice. We're sponsored by my Infinity bottle of gin. There you go. There you go. So I've been making making my own mix of gins. So, I'm gonna say, but yes, Bale Bale Organa. Antilles is not Captain arrived Captain yet. Antilles was driving Bale Organa ship. I just know more about this sure. than you do. Uh, yeah, let's go with yeah, that. Let's let's do that. Bale Organa, um, also known as Leia, uh, Princess Leia Organa's stepfather. Um, it, he he lays out for the first time what we've known all along. What's been hinted at is that this rebel cell, and they are a cell, um, has been being run by. <laughs> We're we're a cell. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know we were a cell? I didn't know we were a cell. Um, but it's it's you get to see. You know, we've talked about it for so long, but it's the the peeling back of the curtain. Like we've ripped that sucker back now. Like everybody knows everything. Yeah. And they're all like, "We wait, we matter." Yeah. Like I thought we were just fighting for our own little planet. We matter. Like our message got out and inspired people. People care. We- and yeah, we're we're a part of that, and we're a big part of that. And that's that's and that is that is huge. Like you can you can feel the like music swells, like all the feels happen. You're like, oh man, like this is awesome. Like that's that's kind of what you know. 
evolutionarily we desire is to be a part of a, a bigger part of ourselves than a part of a something bigger than ourselves but and be a part of that that kind of tribe and that's that's what they just found out is that they're a part of something much bigger than themselves in that realization you could like through the animation it's so good that the, you can see it on their like, see it on their little tiny animated faces they are they're like oh my god like it it hits something is something is going on here more people than just us care about what's happening but that 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 pales in comparison to what the next reveal <laughs> to who comes out of that turret <laughs> they're like wait like but if chopper's here yeah who was on the ghost let, i'm gonna let you do this because i feel like i've done all all <laughs> the you know anthony who comes down that who comes down those stairs well, Fulcrum comes down the stairs. They, she comes down from that that turret after just wrecking some some Tie Fighters, and we finally find out who Agent Fulcrum is. And it is it is none other than Anakin Skywalker's former apprentice, the best character. <laughs> that, that that banging that banging was a loose drum roll on my desk. That is Ahsoka Tano, how, the best character in Star Wars. How great of a reveal! I remember this moment. I, uh, I, I teared up a little bit. I, I was like, oh my God. Like I could feel my heart start racing. I'm like, oh my God, this is it. <laughs> like, they, and you just feel all the feels. To tie together, you know, we knew that this, this I remember, or I guess I've been reading about it, but I, I remember thinking this series is going to be before New Hope. This is going to be about the birth of the rebellion, the rise of the re- rebellion. To tie together Clone Wars and Rebels, through this character, th- oh, who is the most beloved, so the most beloved character in animation, maybe in all of Star Wars. I mean, I had no idea this was coming when I first. No saw one it. did. Like, I don't know who it is. No one knew. No, no clue. This like, was... And if you said, if you said you knew who this was, you you're a fucking liar. This is... <laughs> like, there's no way. This was such this... a great reveal because no one expected this. I remember. It's like you. The last time you saw Snips, like, she was in trouble. <laughs> it's like. Oh my God, that's Snips. <laughs> and the artwork. What? They aged her so well right. that she's not a child anymore. It's still it's still Ashley Eckstein doing the voice, which is iconic. But the animation style, her face is aged. I mean, she's clearly aged as a Tegruden, but she's not that same child from the Clone Wars anymore. Right. <sighs> This was not like a not like a fourteen year old. No, this was so great, and to find out that she's gone from being an apprentice, she remembers the old Republic. She was a Jedi, and now she's fighting almost almost a Jedi. She did renounce the Order. True, that's true. But to find out, damn you, damn you, Barris! To find out that she's the one who's sitting here helping birth the, but, the rebellion yeah she's she's the one that's t- like she's the the glue she's the one tying these cells together and keeping them like, keeping them on mission without them even knowing still thinking that they're a part of you know, their own little thing but like oh hey we're we're helping out here we're doing this mission for this agent that's going to help us but she's the one that's birthing the rebellion essentially the- like between her and bail organa like those two are the ones that are like we're putting this together like we're fighting the empire but not only is she the glue between, I mean, the, she's not only the glue in the story, she's the glue between the, 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 the shows. I mean, she's the yeah. thing that if you've watched, if you're watching Star Wars, 
this is why you're watching. I mean, you go, holy shit, what a great twist. Like, I, such so a fantastic good. job of doing this, honestly. And it, and it only gets better <laughs> from here. Like, it only gets better. And that's, that's the thing that but, when you leave this episode, well, go ahead. Yeah, they're and they're they're talking about like the the strategy has been, hey, we're gonna stay these isolated cells because small mobile like you can't you can't track you can't pin them down, but we need a change. We need a new strategy, and like that's why we're telling you what's going on now. Because otherwise, they wouldn't have done this. They would have just kept it in the dark. If that was working, they would have kept it in the dark. And each cell is just thinking that they're they're doing their own thing. Hey, do this mission here and there. Now they're like, we need to do something new. Mm-hmm. And here's what it is. Like, here's all the people's. Now you're fighting for something bigger. Here's the bigger picture. Go get it. Done. And telling everyone. Go get, go it, get done. it. But, and to, to not to not only end with Organa and Snips, we get the 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 coda to this episode. Here is we find out that that Grand Grand Moff Tarkin um, <laughs> is back on Lothal. He's talking to. Um, and I'm forgetting his name because I'm so freaking excited about Agent Agent Callus. Callus, we, Agent Cyber. We find out oh. what the thing is that is worse than death. Who comes off of the <laughs> shuttle behind Grandma Tarkin? The thing that is worse than death. Darth <laughs> the thing that Vader yeah, is in the thing show. that scares the Inquisitor. I mean, and one of the so the art style when they so they show him and it's like oh my god yeah the alternate solution is one person. Mm-hmm. That a whole freaking imperial, you know, everybody, they couldn't solve this. So you know what? I'm going to send in the closer. I'm going to send in one person, and that's Darth. And when they when they show him, like he does, he looks a little bit different than the normal Vader. Is they go back to some of the old like concept art to pull a lot of this stuff out, and he looks like one of the old concept art versions of Darth Vader. It's. Like, there's that famous picture of like like the concept art with Luke with that you know almost a Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy like Star Lord mask on him with the like weird looking lightsaber like you know in tactical role position fighting Darth Vader with this long you know narrow you know, narrow mask and they've they've kind of morphed that that concept art with you know what we know as Darth Vader to show him here. And I was like, this is, this is super cool. And it is for like extreme nerds mm-hmm. like, like us. They can go, wait, that's not the exact Vader. His helmet. Like different. that's actually yeah. Ralph Quarry's helmet. Yep. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's got red behind his eyes. I mean, they're just, there's such, such good stuff here. I mean, truthfully that I just, I'm. And we get the Imperial March oh. in the background and you're just like, Oh, it's it's getting it's getting real because you i mean you can see it here they're they're setting up for mm-hmm. you know darth and his apprentice to meet like they're they're on opposite sides here and darth's the fixer and snips is the one's trying to you know get the rebellion going because she knows that whatever that that dude is doing isn't good because she doesn't know who, she doesn't know that darth is anakin yet like, not yet she just she she still thinks, as far as I know, that Anakin is dead, mm-hmm. and that now there's this evil empire led by the you know, the Emperor, and that there's this really bad dude that's coming in to to take care of things, wow. and shut this rebellion down. You know, at the beginning, honestly, 
<sighs> All the fears. Honestly, it kind of makes me want to keep watching Rebels a little bit because I'm like, I want really I want to know what happens. But but we're gonna build the suspense and we're gonna take we're gonna take a breather between we're gonna take a breather between seasons because it's important now to digest what what we just saw. We're gonna build a little bit and give it just a chance for us to kind of to let it let it simmer let it we'll, we'll just yeah we'll turn the heat down a little bit let it simmer put it on the back burner for a minute and then we'll we'll bring it back put it on full roar what just happened on this this season finale i mean, can you imagine had this been the series finale i would have been wildly pissed off um but <laughs> bring us more <laughs> but they do and that's the great thing is that there is more coming and it is fantastic. Um, and that's, that's where we're going to leave it for now. That's the end of, of our star Wars rebels season one. Um, the end of the beginning as it were. Um, the end of the beginning as it were for this podcast. as That's well. true because this is, this is our, this is our first season. This is, this is where we graduate from rebels and we, we move to, we're, we're going to move now into the Mandalorian, which is the other fantastic, absolutely. I would say before before we fully go on, I'm going to go with 10 out of 10 Meloron fruits for Holy shit. for this episode. 15 for, the, for these 10. two episodes combined. Yes, this... Just we we dropped our like Meloron fruit rating, but <laughs> I'm going to bring it back for this one because it this is this is phenomenal. This was such a fantastic episode. Uh... I'd say. In view, viewing this in context with as like, the last episode as well, mm-hmm. so this one by itself, it's like okay, cool. This is this is the payoff for what we what we watched. But those two episodes, like, they they're just that's the movie. Like that's that's the episode, and the way it's set up, and then the payoff for that arc is just just amazing, Frippin phenomenal. And it is a great way. To go into season two of not only Rebels but also of House of House Nerd. Of Nerd. We hope we we sincerely hope that you guys. It is our new hope. <laughs> we hope that you've enjoyed this first season. I'm so I'm so no, sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. We'll we'll let that one pass. <laughs> but uh, we hope sincerely that you guys have enjoyed this this first season's coverage of Rebels. We have truly. I'm speaking for both of us. We had truly yes. phenomenally enjoyed doing this. I think it was one of those things that I kind of want to it's, be. It's been worth the strain on our marriage. Yes. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I think both of our wives have seen how much we enjoy doing this to the point where they go, They're like, fine. Whatever. Um, <laughs> y'all, y'all can keep doing this. We, we have. Yes. But. We're gonna we're gonna change a little bit now. It's gonna it's gonna go to the, the Mando for a little bit, as we've discussed. Um, but we will be back to Rebels. We are going to finish Rebels. We're gonna start season two shortly. Um, but we will be back with you guys next week. We're raring to go for the Mando. I know one of us has, has been watching the Mando. One of us has not. So I personally have had to stay off of off of Twitter as much as possible so that people won't ruin ruin <laughs> Mando for me. Um, but I am thrilled that now Mando is free and open for me to to get after and start watching. Um, <laughs> and here we exactly. go. <laughs> but guys, uh, we're going to wrap up tonight. I think this is officially our longest podcast um, that we've ever done. So hopefully, you know, someone has 
I think so. Just managed to stay with us. So hopefully you guys have made it the full, you know, hour and 26 minutes. But um, we appreciate you guys. We, we love y'all for listening. And uh, we're going to end it as we always do with the snark telling us. May the force be with you. Always. We'll talk to you guys next week. It is good to see you again. I don't understand. I met you once for a few moments. I don't even know your name. His name is Senator Bail Organa. And the crews of the blockade runners? Members of other rebel cells. There are other cells. We're a cell? Wait, did you know we were a cell? Um, no. We weren't supposed to meet. That way, if captured, we couldn't reveal the other rebels to the Empire. That was the protocol. The protocol has changed. Fulcrum. Ahsoka. My name is Ahsoka Tano. Why did you come here? Because of you and your apprentice. Many in this system and beyond have heard your message. You gave them hope in their darkest times. We didn't want that hope to die. So what happens now? I don't know. One chapter has closed for you, Ezra Bridger. This is a new day. A new beginning.